This is the Power of Genetics podcast. In each episode, I'll be interviewing successful practitioners and impactful thought leaders in the world of health and performance. They will share their journey, their insights, and their best advice for us all. I'm your host, Dr. Yael Jaffe. Let's begin with today's episode. Welcome, big welcome to Dr. Wafe Abdelhadi. I have been waiting for this opportunity for some time, and um, I am very, very grateful to have Wafe with me today. A big, warm welcome. Thank you very much, Yael. It's wonderful to be here. Uh, you know our uh, precious common friend who introduced us to each other. So it's very that, nice. To that's right. You. Yes, yes, yes. So I was gonna. I was actually gonna talk about that. So, so I a couple. It's probably a few months ago now. I was introduced to Wafe um, by our common friend, Dr. Christy Hughes, who's an absolutely brilliant um, naturopath, and of course has been on the Power of Genetics podcast before. And um, I was on like a group call, and Wafe was on the call, and I I remember being very quiet, which is very unlike me. I didn't really speak very much. The reason being is that Wafe speaks a lot. the 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 difference is is I was absolutely like blown away by the intelligence of what you were saying. That I think that I I was like I had my mouth hanging open, going, "Who is this extraordinary woman? She is the smartest woman I've ever met." and and so that was the day we met. And after that, I've, I've been reaching out to you and kind of put you up on my top list. And um, so I'm absolutely delighted to have some time with you and to talk to you because I, not that it takes a lot to like impress me, but you really blew me out the waters, as I say, with, with what was coming out of your mouth. And I was just frantically writing notes in my book going, say that again, say it again. And I think everyone on the call felt the same way. So I, I've been looking forward to spending spending some time with you and 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 hearing more about you and and your story. So I am going to hand over to you, Afe, and maybe you can. I haven't mentioned it, but you are calling in from Egypt, which is wonderful. And and I know it's Ramadan, so thank you very very much for taking the time um, to share with us today. But perhaps the best thing now is for you to introduce yourself. Um, perhaps where you are now in your life like what are you doing now and then the my favorite part is we're going to go back to the beginning and and understand how it is that you landed up where you are today oh my god yeah El, you 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 left me blushing here you know because because <laughs> that call that we were in together i i felt like so rude but it's just that i'm so passionate about what i do so i couldn't keep my mouth shut and i felt so you know, like rude because I was talking about genetics and this is your thing, you know, <laughs> but I was talking about it from my clinical perspective and, and, and nobody shut, shut me up. So I just kept going. So I'm no, so we didn't shut you up. We, I think we were all like, oh my gosh, this, you, this is the smartest woman we've ever met. I think we were all blown away, you know, just like writing notes as you were talking. Trust me, if I thought there was something that I, I didn't agree with or any of the others on the call, we would have probably stopped you talking but I think we were all so excited to to listen to you so no apologies needed that doesn't mean that I will not enroll in the three by four genetics to study genetics from the beginning <laughs> you might think that you know it all but you you don't like no, you and, don't. and the more I know the more I feel that I know so little 
and then I want to know more. You know that the, the you know the Matrix movie where when Keanu Reeves puts the cord in his nape of the neck and then he downloaded all the information, <laughs> oh. and in five in five seconds he knew kung fu. I need this downloading device. I do too. I do too, and not just for kung fu. That would be wonderful, but. Uh... And, and I mean, no one, as, as we know, like, it doesn't matter how many years we've been doing this or how much we study. I think the older we get, the more we realize what we don't know. And the beauty, the beauty is that I'm, I'm not only studying, I'm, I'm blessed of having my own patients and I'm implementing, they are so nice and we love each other. So we have this communications between each other that they are like, what did you learn, Dr. Ofe, that you can add to my protocol? And then I don't know, but I've heard this. So why don't you try it on me? And then <laughs> there are cancer patients, but the old, the autoimmune one. And I told them, listen, it wouldn't hurt if we add this or remove that because it's all about meddling with the micro environment in order to express the genes better. So it's Absolutely. not like a, it's not like I'm bombarding them with a new chemotherapy or a new immunotherapy. I'm just bombarding them with herbs and, nutri and, and nutrients. And that's the beauty of it. Or I'll tell them, you need to exercise more so that this gene will be better. <laughs> so this is- Yes, you see, you know all the important things you need to know about genetics. All right. So tell everyone, because I know who you are um, and I know what you do, but I would love it to come from you rather than reading out a bio, um, which I prefer not to do. Um, you've mentioned oncology, you've mentioned cancer. So tell us what yes. it is you do and who you are. So basically, I am a clinical oncologist. So I studied the chemo, radiotherapy, immunotherapy, everything. And uh, I took my master's in, in chemotherapy. And then when I was about to take my PhD, uh, I had uh, I said to myself, I had enough of this uh, way of treating people because they're not getting any better. And I had a personal experience with a dear, uh, actually with my father, and uh, I couldn't save him from the disease. I gave him the best treatment and uh, it just got into him. So I said, enough is enough and I don't want to do this anymore. So without going to the details of his disease, it was horrible, but, uh, but and I knew exactly like the moment that, this is the, the, the strange thing because, or the funny thing because, the moment I diagnosed him, the moment and, and I held the images in my hand, I knew how he was, it was going to end. So, so it was like, you know, like, and I cried for two hours and then my husband gave me a big hug. And then I told him, I know how it's going to end, but let's just try to make it as comfortable as possible. And then when my father passed away, I've decided to study something called health coaching because I, I knew this naturopath in Arizona. And she told me, you will never understand what I'm doing as a naturopath unless you do this health coaching uh, program. So I joined it and I found Dr. Mark Hyman was giving a lecture about... Is this IIN? Integrative? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With Joshua Rosenthal, okay? Yeah. And yeah, Joshua is a dear friend. So, so I took IIN and I finished it and I was like, I saw Mark Hyman, I said, okay, so this guy speaks the truth, you know, <laughs> the root cause of the disease, like we're giving, we're giving, we're giving drugs to mask symptoms, we didn't, why did cancer happen, why did anyone get rheumatoid arthritis, why would someone get a thyroid problem, like, like I can say now if there is a genetic susceptibility, but now that I have studied function medicine, but, but it's just, so I said to myself, I didn't finish the IAN. So 
the last three months were marketing and I'm very bad at marketing for myself and I'm horrible at social media. So I just dropped the, I finished it. I took the evaluation and I started functional medicine. I finished it in less than two years and I took the exam. That's pretty quickly. If you're studying full, studying and working full-time, it's, yes. that's a lot of work. I just absorbed everything functional medicine had to say, you know, and I, and I let them actually open a slot for me to, 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 uh, to have the exam online in Egypt. It was the very first time to open a slot in Egypt for this exam. I went Wonderful. to the exam and nobody knew what I was examining, what was the test in the Pearson Center, but they just opened it. It was like four hours. I, I finished the exam. My head was spinning, but I did it. I passed after less than two years. And then I contacted Christine Hughes because I didn't want to be like someone in Egypt studying function medicine and that's it. So I contacted Christy because she was back then. She was, I think. Um, she was I, like medical, uh, medical education. Yes. She was running medical education. Yeah. yeah. So I told her like, Christy, this is Wafa Abdelhadi from Egypt. I just finished function medicine and I want to meet you. You're in Ireland after a couple of months. She was at the FMC in Ireland. So I don't know what happened. She told me, Wafa, it would be very nice to have you as a five minute speaker. Oh, wonderful. Five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. It's a five minute speaker, like a guest speaker. So I was yeah. like, okay. So I booked my flight. I went to Ireland for the very first time in my life to meet Christy Hughes for the very first time in my life. And then all of a sudden, one of the speakers apologized. So she told me, can you make your five minutes presentation 60 minutes? I told her, of course. <laughs> <laughs> They're asking the right person, right? <laughs> So of course, let I'll just meddle things in my slides. And I just, it was how to re the slide, the presentation was how to reprogram your body. So, so, and it, and actually uh, the funny thing is that I didn't finish the presentation on time because I made <laughs> it too long. <laughs> Talking so much. <laughs> but, yeah, but then uh, the people vote for me. So I came the second year in Ireland and I came the third year in Ireland to talk about it and I loved it actually it was amazing and uh, and Maeve was the uh, director for uh, that's right where she passed away from I don't want to it's not from my my yeah. uh, I don't have to say anyway she passed away yeah passed away. all very uh, sad about this and then I just uh, I know expanded I met Nisha Winters in in Germany and I told her Nisha you have the metabolic approach to cancer book you need to teach me what you do <laughs> she said like Wafa, I saw that you will do a mentorship you will mentor me because or you tell me how to study naturopathy so she said because she's a naturopathic doctor you know Nisha she has the book uh, the metabolic approach to cancer so I uh so she did a course and I was the first cohort and I just took her course and then uh, and then I did a module oncology 101 to teach the practitioners on the course what is cancer and what is the step-by-step the -step process of cancer uh, development? Why does metastasis happen? Why does invasion? Why would someone respond to chemotherapy and why would someone not? And then I finished this chapter uh, of my life with Nisha and then another chapter opened, the Keto Life Conference. I'm an advisory board member at the Keto Life so tell me how, Tell me how you find your way to the world of keto. Where did that happen? Uh, Patricia Daly happened. <laughs> So Patricia, she's one of my best friends now, and uh, I've known her like since five years ago, 
uh, and she is a melanoma survivor. So she has a choroidal melanoma in her eye. Uh, she took, uh, and they told her that she's going to lose her right eye. Uh, she was a banker, actually, but she got certified. Uh, she has master's from nutritional therapist. She, she is a certified nutritional therapist in Ireland, and she took the BANT, uh, you know, uh, certification, and she took master's in uh, nutritional therapy. And she is now nine years uh, surviving melanoma in her eye. She didn't lose her eyesight, God bless her touch her wood and that's when me and her we work together and uh, we now have our program because I don't have time to see all the patients so we just get the patients put them on the recovery fundamentals program so that they can learn what is a ketogenic diet with is does anyone have to be on a ketogenic diet what is what is a vegan is it good what is vegetarian is it good and then we implement now the nutrigenomics to all our patients because some people like if you're a vegetarian and you have the BCMO gene then you won't be able to assimilate any uh, omega-3 fatty acid if you keep eating plants and not fish. And then I tell them, okay, don't be vegetarian, be pescatarian. And all of, of these things happen. So I'm, I'm implementing nutrigenomics in all my patients who should be on keto, who should be, uh, who can eat meat more than the other, who can fast. And, uh, and if you are not able to fast, which gene is affecting and how we can make it work properly because fasting is very crucial for autophagy. So um, I just can, can keep uh, going on like this. But, <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah, but the most important thing, the most, um, sorry. Uh, uh, so I contacted Keto Live Conference because Patricia has, uh, she's, she has this book, The Ketogenic uh, Kitchen. And uh, she's a friend with the director of the Keto Life Conference. She's German. So she's very, you know, like strict. I love her, Josephine. And then uh, because Josephine has reversed her type 2 diabetes with ketogenic diet, and her brother reversed his lymphoma with a ketogenic oh, wow. diet. So she dedicated, she is a keto activist. And she, because the keto saved her life and her brother's. And uh, so, so she contacted me and she said, Wafat, would you like to have a small uh, lecture in my conference? <laughs> and I thought, of course. <laughs> and I ended up having a big lecture <laughs> about I my- I could imagine. Yeah, and did you run out of time or did you make it on time, that lecture? Well, I made it on time, but the thing is that it was supposed to be recorded to have it at a, as a CME accredited hours. The thing is that it, my, my lecture was after lunch and everyone was like sleepy. So yeah. I had to like do a theatrical performance for the <laughs> immune system and how the neutrophils <laughs> present the, uh, the tumor antigen to the antigen presenting cells and then the T lymphocytes. Uh, to, to keep everyone awake. Exactly. So to keep everyone awake. And then she told me, oh, come on, you have to re-record it standing still. So oh, I, can- I see, because <laughs> it was recorded. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so I well, I mean, a good thing it was a keto lunch because can you imagine if it wasn't a keto lunch, then they definitely would have fallen asleep. I want to tell you something, uh, Yael, because it was a keto buffet for five days. I lost three kilograms and I've never been sharpest in mind like this my whole life. And, and on my way back to the airport, uh, I, I, I didn't want to eat for 48 hours. And my husband, sorry, for 28 hours. And my husband told me, you have to eat something. I told him, I'm totally fine. So it's just the fuel, the source of fuel that you get if you are genetically, you know, like uh, can tolerate a keto diet. 
because sometimes people cannot tolerate it. Sometimes they get constipation. Sometimes they yeah. get the flu and the, all these muscle cramps. So that's why being doing keto with friends online is not uh, is a joke. You have to do it with a professional nutritional absolutely, absolutely. Oh, let's get keto to lose weight, and then like they get all. Some of them they 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 do fine, but most of them they get like side. Not everyone does well on keto. Yes, absolutely. So and um, it's a lot more complicated than it sounds. So you really need to have someone guiding you properly to to be able to do it do it well. I completely agree. Completely agree with that. So last uh, last uh, last year it was like a case study at uh, at Switzerland. This year I'm going to lecture with two of the eminent people in cancer uh, like world, uh, Dominic D'Agostino, who is uh, the founder of the Metabolic Health Summit in the USA. He's gonna lecture with me, and uh, Tomas Duraj. He is working for uh, the lab with Dr. Thomas Seifried for a glioblastoma multiform protocol. And then I am going to talk about how to meddle your microenvironment and improve your mitochondria in order to halt the disease progression and hopefully reverse it. So much. So, so much, so much going on. So let's, I know, <laughs> I knew this would happen, right? What we didn't talk about is, is why medicine in the first place. So I'm going to take you right back to the beginning. Why, why did you want to be a doctor in the first place before you discovered functional medicine and a different way of doing things you're gonna laugh at me okay listen i i'm me by nature i love helping people like it gives me satisfaction like more than anything in the world but what triggered it because none of my i don't have any doctor in my family so i don't know how is it like to become a doctor so what triggered it was the x-files i wanted to be dana scully <laughs> you're right i am laughing at you <laughs> I, love that. Uh, I wanted to be dana scully so all my passwords at that age were like scully molder x files well <laughs> scully's i mean a classic i mean i couldn't agree with you more i mean you could have become like a forensic pathologist or a geneticist or a, but no you had to you got to be a doctor yeah, and, and, and you know, like my mom, uh, may she rest in peace. Uh, she's the love of my life, my mother. I love her so much. She, she suffered from uh, post-blood uh, uh, post transfusion hepatitis C. So oh. she had hepatitis C, so she had liver cell failure. Uh, uh, and then I was, back in 1997, I was giving her supplements to improve the function of her liver. Imagine, it was my very first year in medicine. And I was like Googling, like my patients do, but I don't know, but I was Googling the right things. But I was giving her supplements and I used to get supplements from the States. Her liver function was perfect. Until she find this someone who told her I can cure you from hep C. He gave her this uh, herbal thing that I don't know the ingredients. And I told her, mom, this is so wrong. You have to know the ingredients of everything you put in your body. She went directly into liver cell failure. And oh. Yeah, so she went. We went to to England. She had the liver transplant. She almost died like three times at the NHS, and I was there beside her to help her out. They told me she had uh, your mother has a very slim chance to go back home with you. That was in two thousand and three. She passed away in two thousand and eight. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, and so I learned a lot, unfortunately, on both my parents. Sounds and, that way, yeah. 
and and I think that the only thing to cherish and to honor their uh, death is to help more people and to improve the healthcare because people deserve to know, become aware about their illness and how to to challenge it. And uh, and 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 if you are aware of what's going on inside your body, you will have the urge and the compliance to to be different, to make a difference, to 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 go the extra mile. But, you know, I was reading on your, um, so you have a finger in a lot of different pies and are doing many, many things. Um, but I was looking at your AWARE clinic and yes. um, looking at the website. And the one thing that you say over and over and over again on the website is the importance of education for your patients. Yes. And, and so tell me about that, because that's not something I often read on a clinical website. Um, it's like, come over, you know, I'll treat, you know, I'm, I'm a very clever doctor and I'll give you all the answers and I'll, I'll treat you and I'll help you get better. But there's a lot of your website that's dedicated to educating your patients. So explain where that come from. It's a funny story also, because everything has to be funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for funny. I like funny. Well, we are in a very serious business, so we have to have like yeah. a sense of humor, okay? So, so the thing is that um, I founded Aware Clinic back in 2014. So like a year after my father passed away when I finished IIN. And I wanted, I made like uh, community service lectures to teach people what is an inflammatory diet, an anti-inflammatory diet, how, what, why fasting is good. Everything that I've learned from health coaching and I just tried to teach people how to do it for free. And then I founded Aware Clinic. Uh, we were looking for a clever name. And then I told my husband, my husband is a neurosurgeon. So he's very like, you know, academic. He's, he's very clever. God bless him. So he told me, I told him we have to find an abbreviation for this clinic. So instead of just being aware, which comes from awareness, which is the most important thing, it stands for All World at Risk Education Clinic. <laughs> So patients can remember that and they're probably okay. Yeah, so that's, a, that's a lot of words. Because A, all world at risk education, because all world at risk. And then when I start my, my education and lectures, I put the global burden of health, um, uh, like, uh, and then I show them like uh, uh, heart diseases, cancer, lung diseases, liver disease, all of this are modifiable factors. And you get them because of your bad food and bad lifestyle. You can, if you can change this, you can have those incidences and have those death mortality, the mortality rate, just because you change your lifestyle. So, uh, so they have to be aware about it. And then I, I remember reading when I was a student, a dietetic student. I remember reading one of those um, global um, burden of disease reports that come out, the very thick ones. And I'll never forget reading that, that, you know, the, that nutrition was like 50% of the conversation. And that if we just could change nutrition, we could decrease mortality morbidity by 50%. And I was like, why, why aren't we shouting from the rooftops? Why aren't we like, it's in black and white. It's in a world report. It's not something we made up. Like why? It's fine prints. It's in the fine prints of the contract for your health. You yeah. Know? It's like it, it was in the most conservative document that's put out and and it's right in front of us. And yet we still can't get people to eat five fruits and vegetables a day, you know, which is which is not uh, even enough for what we want to do. So um, 
So I, I totally kind of, I, I completely lost my, I was what we were talking about. <laughs> we were document, oh, aware, aware clinic. We were talking about aware clinic and we were talking about the value of education of educating your patients, not just giving them advice. Yeah. So, so when a patient came to me, I used to, like, so back in the old days, back in conventional oncology, I used to see like 20, 30 patients per day. This is your diagnosis. Your blood tests are okay. This is the chemotherapy you're taking and take care. You will have these side effects. So take this proton pump inhibitor, this antifungal oral, this, 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 you have a list. Okay. And you, you go with the list and you finish 30 patients per day. But in aware clinic, I only could see three patients per day. Because I would talk with every and each one of them, and I just draw for them the liver and the detoxification pathways, and how that for this to work and this to work, you need your Bs, you need your magnesium, you need your amino acids, you need to digest the food properly to get the amino acids, and and you don't have to take the proton pump inhibitor because it reduces your absorption for A, D, E, K, selenium, omega three fatty acid, CoQ ten, and then I, I just go go and I go back home extremely exhausted. But mm. content because now the patients understand what he has to do. So, uh, uh, so oh, I completely lost track of what I was going to say as well. <laughs> but you built a program, you built a program so that you didn't have to repeat every single thing to every single patient, right? Okay. Yes, that's it. And now I have like a trusted, because I used to send my patient to nutritional therapists here in Egypt. And then they would come back to me with those menus with like rice crackers and uh, and like, you know, and like a lot of milk because it has calcium in it. Uh, on yeah. And and all of the, and I'm like, oh my God. And I keep like crossing out everything. God, people, do you understand what you're putting inside your body? And then I teach them how to read the ingredients. And now we're having uh, Patricia by my side they just go and take everything and then they have me every other week live to answer all the questions that they need but if i look at a way clinic now and i was looking again the website you've got some incredible health professionals that are part of a way clinic so how does a way clinic work if you're in egypt and you're working with these extraordinary i mean naturopaths and nutritional therapists and mds and functional integrative how does how did you put that together well they are the the most the the most people that I trust that I have worked with and have seen results. However, people, when, when they come to our clinic, they always ask for me. Yes, I can imagine. Yeah. So I have a limit to thankful. This is something like beyond any award can be given in the world. But the thing is that because I'm a mother of three and I have a capacity and I have a brain and, and I need to look after my children and barely myself <laughs> so so I tell them I'm not available because I have this capacity per year however you can choose one of those extraordinary doctors and I mm -hmm. tell them if you tell me exactly what you have I can uh, point you to the right match one. you to the right person so I had a lot of people going to all of these because those are the one I've worked with and I trust and we collaborate like sometimes like a patient comes to them and then what that this person comes from your side he said this this and that and then we discuss their case and we exchange information so he gives me his expertise and I give him my expertise so so I think it like because when people keep calling our clinic and I'm not available now I have a, a even a better option for them I think that they are of course better than me but uh, <laughs> I doubt that but everyone but has I, a special has a special everyone has something different and, and I think again you know it's about I often 
I often, I mean, I don't see patients anymore, but I always say, you know, my, what I'm really good at is matching the, the patient to the practitioner. And I, I love doing that of, of hearing the patient story and then thinking of exactly which is the right practitioner, not only in their knowledge, but in who they are and their history and the kind of personality they are. And, and, and that gives me, I'm like, oh, sorry, that's the dog. Um, that is the dog. So we'll just cut that out. <laughs> so um, I was saying that I feel like I'm the matchmaker for, for patients and, and, and clients, which gives me, again, a, a great, great reward is when you get that right. It really you makes you feel so good. Yeah, because this is actually what happens. So, so I go to the club, I'm watching my kids in their practice, and then all the people in the club, they come to Dr. Wafet for her opinion. Okay, so I, 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 I will stop going to the club one day, but, <laughs> but I still enjoy seeing people and helping them. So like yeah. someone like his arm is broken and he comes to me and I tell him, but I apologize. I'm so sorry. I'm not an orthopedic surgeon. So can I, can I, can I point you to the right one? You know, the father, the other player. Yes, he, the one sitting <laughs> over there. That's yes. the orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> exactly. So, so it's, it's really, it's really nice, you know, giving back and, and helping people. It's such a, a fulfilling, uh, uh, but, uh, but I need more time for myself because, you know, like uh, you come along with your genius three by four and I need to read your reports and, 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 and learn from your wisdom. <laughs> yeah, I can see, I can see the three four kit is still sitting behind your shoulder and we're still waiting to get your DNA. So well. <laughs> I'm going to send it next. I'm going to send it next week. We're, we're patient. We're, we're patient. You know, we'll, we'll wait to, to get your DNA back. I'm just going to send them on the nearest camel, you know, until the camel goes <laughs> to the States. <laughs> I will transport. Uh, it could take a while. We'll have to change our um, agreement of how long it takes to get the, <laughs> your genetic report back. No, I love that. But I love the fact that, you know, you live in Egypt um, you're not living in New York City or in San Francisco, LA, or, or even Seattle, where I am, and yet you've been able to have this extraordinary impact. And anyone who's listening to this will clearly understand not only your in incredible intelligence, but your passion, your deep passion for the work that you do. And so when I met you, it was like, you're living in Egypt, but you're having this global impact. It's Switzerland and it's Ireland and it's America, and there's probably a whole lot of other countries I haven't mentioned. So what do you think the key is to be able to share your passion and your knowledge beyond the border of, of where you are right now? I don't know. I think uh, this is the blessing of my parents. <laughs> Why do you say that? It's just that uh, doing integrative oncology in Egypt or even doing functional medicine is met with a lot of resistance. Okay, and, and even when I started back in 2014, telling people the importance about vitamin D and the levels it should be at, like my colleagues and friends, they were laughing at me. And then I, and, and, and I, get, I would get angry and I tell them, guys, you trust me, you know how, how I'm, I'm truthful to what I'm saying. Are you laughing at vitamin D? And now, like after COVID, everyone. Everyone's thinking vitamin D, yeah. And they didn't apologize to me until now, but I've been like, like crying my lungs out, vitamin D, please. It's an anti-autoimmune agent. When you have cancer, you ha it has to be over 80 nanogram per milliliter. And I tell them about how it's important for your cardiovascular, anti-cancer, autoimmunity. 
all of these things and how after the age of 45, you have to take it with K2 and, and all of this information, but no one was listening to me here. And that's why when I finished functional medicine, I reached out directly to Christy Hughes. I told her, how can I make an impact? And then when, I, when people started seeing me in Ireland, people reached out for me from all over the world. And, and I did actually, uh, I was going to travel to Australia for the, for the Metagenics Conference, but then COVID yeah. hit and I did it uh, online. I did well, I'm it. very sad for Australia that they never got to hear you. No, but, no, they uh, heard me, but online. <laughs> oh, online. Oh, well, they still got to hear you. Because sometimes Australia loses out. <laughs> I'm actually going to speak. I'm very excited. I'm going to speak at a symposium in, um, in Brisbane in uh, November because generally you don't go speak in person in Australia. So I'm very excited. They've got wonderful practitioners there. My sister lives there. My um, Christine Horton, Dr. Christine Horton, who is my co-author in all my genetics education. She's organizing the symposium, so I'm super excited because uh, that's one place we don't normally uh, get to. And of course, beautiful oceans, beautiful water to swim in. So that's always a good way to convince me to, to go somewhere. All right, we, we're getting to the end of the time. I just want to make sure that I, I, okay, so I have some final questions for you. Um, one last thing, one last thing. Oh, okay. So in order for me to let the Arabic country listen to what I'm saying, I had to become international. Um, then they can to give you the credibility. So if you were if you had credibility internationally, you were more likely to be taken seriously in your own country. Yes, because this is by far one of the most things that I want to do. I need to to save the Middle East from from what's going on. You know? Well, I was. I guess that is my next question. So my next question, I've got two questions for you that I'm going to finish on. The next one was, what's, what does the future look like for you? What is your mission for the next decade that you would like to achieve that you, would make you feel like you have been impactful and successful? Well, my mission, I, I wanted to, well, ever since my, 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 my dad was sick and I wanted to stay away from cancer treatment. But every time I want to, I go away from cancer treatment, it just pushes me back because my, of my knowledge. I am a clinical oncologist for crying out loud. So, so my, I wish I can like maybe add to the stand, not the standard, to change the standard of care on oncology. To have into, because if I'm a clinical oncologist talking integrative oncologist, not like a naturopath starting an integrative oncology practice, but I'm an actual clinical actual oncologist. Yes. Yeah. And change this. And I know a few, a couple more, they are on my list and we can just invade the world and tell them this will make our patients have less side effects, more impactful treatment, longer survival, better quality of life. And even we can reverse the cancer, that will be a dream come true. And I want to tell you something, the function medicine, when I took it, I was, and I, and I, and I stayed away from cancer treatment, it was because I was trying to, to, to help people fix their imbalances before they get cancer. Because Every cancer patient has an underlying autoimmune disease because it meddles with their STAT3. Ah, interesting. I've never heard that said before. But, but they don't show the autoimmune disease because they are heavily bombarded with steroids and chemotherapy, which can be part of the autoimmune treatment. Hmm. That's the first time I've heard that. That's something for me to think about. So, you know, a couple of, a couple of years ago, I, I read um, Sadata Mukherjee is one of my favorite authors. And he wrote The Gene. 
and he wrote what was the one about cancer Mel uh, melody um outstanding book about cancer um and he's great because when he writes books he writes as a as a physician as a scientist but also as a philosopher and a historian so i love his books and i think the gene is probably the best book that was written about genetics because it looks at genetics from history philosophy kind of politics and then of course science and biology um and he was he talks a lot and i'm getting completely sidetracked and i know we're supposed to be ending but he talks a lot about um, how chemo really doesn't work. It's kind of like a, it works, but doesn't work. As a long-term solution to, to cancer, cancer care, it's not a solution. And, and he unpacks it in the book. It's, it's really a, um, a fantastic book. But anyway, so, and you spoke about um, the Arabic countries. How are things evolving? And is that part of your mission and your vision for the future to be able to bring more functional medicine care? Yeah, in, in, yeah. So, so for instance, in Dubai and in Qatar, and hopefully near. Well, there it is booming, booming. Yes, yes. Yeah. but they are still not having like the integrative oncologists. They're having like centers, cancer centers that can offer integrative oncology, but not in depth because they okay. don't have a clinical oncologist on board. Because there's only one of you. Well, <laughs> well I'm going to clone myself. So, oh, so this is where it's one of you. So, yeah. and this is what I am working on. So I am working on a curriculum with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with Dr. Thomas Seafried and Dr. Thomas Durash. And we're going to uh, teach uh, in Switzerland integrative oncology curriculum that I'm putting together. Brilliant. Because Brilliant. I need a lot of doctors to know what I know and they can give me, what I know is very little compared to the realm of integrative oncology. And every day we know something new. But if, if I give them the basics, and then we start adding, everyone adds their experience. I think, I think it will be amazing. So, so my, hopefully by, by end of uh, 2024, we'll be able to launch that curriculum if we were able to fund the um, center in Switzerland because they're looking for investors. So, uh, so, so if we were able to do that, I'll be yeah. able to teach, you know. Yeah. To a that has to be the answer because... I know, I know in Qatar and, and Dubai, they're setting up a lot of functional medicine centers and things, but, and, and someone reached out to me and said, do you know any doctors who would like to come and work, functional medicine doctors who would like to come and work here? And I couldn't get anyone because the, the ones that are already so successful have built their world and they're not going to pack up and move to Dubai or Qatar. So so saying like, it's not through lack of intent in Qatar and Dubai. I think they really do want to move medicine forward. I think it's, and that, that's just general functional medicine. I'm not talking about like integrative oncology. I mean, that's like next level. So other than cloning you, which we, we don't know how to do, yeah. I think. <laughs> you, it's you, you're the geneticist. No, you but I'm not that kind of geneticist, you know, I, I do the nutrition stuff. Um, but maybe I, maybe I should have done that. Um, I do, I, I'm so happy to hear that you will be teaching and growing the next, the next level, because that's the only way. I mean, I remember the first like 15 years of nutrigenomics. I was so lonely. I had no one, you know, and now I work with amazing practitioners who have surpassed me, who have become better nutrigenomic clinicians than I ever was. So that's, that's the dream. I, I, I hope that we see lots of uh, wafers all over the I world, but I have and one better, more question better than me i would love everyone to be better i know uh, wouldn't that be extraordinary 
I'm I'm not saying that I'm good. I'm 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 okay. But you know, I can I can be better, and I can teach. I I need to teach people. Come, people, I will teach you. <laughs> exactly. So I think you're a little bit better than okay. But yes, absolutely. You're a natural born teacher with the passion, the knowledge, the experience, the expertise. Please, everyone, listen to Wafe and sign up or find an investor so that we can have this amazing. Because so oh, this this is going on too long. I'm just going to tell you one story before I ask my last one quick story. Right? I was I don't know if you know the story, but I I was studying architecture. Never studied science in my life. Studied art, history, English, and and uh, for university architecture. I had one grandparent in my life. Her name was Granny Eva, and she got cancer. And um, she used to take a lot of care. My parents were divorced and she used to care for me a lot. I used to stay with her a lot. And she got a gastrointestinal cancer. And by the time they discovered it, they opened her up. They took a look and they closed up and said, there's nothing we can do. Um, you've got a couple of months left. And I um, was absolutely horrified. First, that there was nothing they could do. Second, by the way they communicated with her was absolutely appalling. I mean, appalling. They're like, no, you'll get better. You'll get better. She was going to die in a couple of months. And they wouldn't give her the opportunity to be able to manage and understand her own death. And they pretended that it was going to be okay. Of course, I, she was a very big and round woman. And she became like skin and bone, which I watched every single day happen. But the worst part is I couldn't understand how it happened and that we didn't know or what we could have done differently. So I used to sit by her bed. I used to go to architecture in the morning and then I used to come see her after um, university and sit with her and go, like, how did this happen? Like, what could we have done differently? And I used to make her vegetable soup and fruit salads and because I knew nothing, I knew nothing. And I and the poor, my grand didn't want to eat. She was so ill, but I used to feed her vegetable soup. And so I remember when she was dying at the end, I was like, you know, not one person has given me an answer, not one, about how she could have prevented it. Why did it happen? Why couldn't we have done something? Why didn't we pick it up earlier? So I left architecture and went to look for answers to my grand. So my entire career was built on trying to find the answers that no one would give me. And it took me and not that I've got them, but I, I studied dietetics, didn't give me anything at all, no answers at all, right? Um, so that's, and that's when I went looking in genetics because I, I couldn't find any answers. And naturopathy wasn't really around in my world when I was studying or some time ago. That might've been a good solution for me. But so I found genetics and through genetics, years and years, I started thinking, I started understanding detox and methylation and formation and understanding the choices she had made in her life and the diet she had had. And, you know, she used to take antacids every single day of her life. And, um, and, and so actually my entire career was built on my grand and, and very much your story around your dad that, that pivoted you. But, um, and, and, you know, I always say like, have I made peace that I feel like I've got pieces of the puzzle that, um, that drove me anyway so so that's my story but yeah. now <laughs> thank you for sharing but it's, it's, yeah. it's but but you never get, get that piece did have you got that piece yet no I mean you never get that piece but when I talk to to people like you I'm, I'm much I, I'm that's why I love what your work so much and why because you are the answer for my grand like if I'd had you 
it would have been very different. So I want you to carry on working and doing the work that you're doing and having many of you in teaching because I always, and I always believed that the way my grand died would be the way I died because I believed then that cancer was inevitable in our family and thing. And of course now I know differently, but, um, and, and so in that way I've made peace, understanding the power that I have to make decisions for myself. But in terms of understanding cancer and how much I'm seeing around me and my friends and colleagues, no, we haven't we haven't got the answers. So we need you to keep on working. Well, I'm I'm, I'm working better when you get uh, things uh, like like the power of genetics. Like uh, I have your book now. Thank you for 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 sending it over. But and and I actually show it to my patients. Oh, excellent! And I tell them, and I actually first thing I opened the power of broccoli and I showed it to my children. This is why I want you to eat broccoli. <laughs> it's so we want the whole world to eat broccoli. That's why we all need to it's eat Dr. broccoli. It's Dr. Yael from the States telling you to eat broccoli. And, exactly. And it's thanks to you and to, to, to scientists like you who, who help us do our job properly. You know, it's because of the, without the genetics, the nutrigenomics, the, and all of these things, are, because I, how did I, I, I haven't actually studied the uh, genetics uh, properly because I don't have time, of course, but I learn from every and each report that I read and I go back to the sources and the papers, etc. So it's because of genius people like you, we are able to do our jobs. So thank you very much. Are you genius? Okay. Yes, of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Warfare. Okay, last question. I promise you this time it's the last question. All right, last question. Okay. What is the advice that you would give to health professionals who are either studying or starting out in, 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 in the world, doesn't matter if it's naturopathy or medicine or nutrition or health coaching, what is, with your, with your hindsight of your journey, what would be the best advice? And it doesn't have to be about the science. It could be just about life lessons that you would want them to hear from you. Uh. There is only like, no, there is only, you know, I have a lot of things to say, but, yeah. <laughs> but one of the most important thing that doctors are afraid of change, to change their paradigm, to change how they treat, like uh, add a little bit of vitamin D or, or read the genetic report until the end. Because sometimes a pay, like one of my patients, they send their genetics to their oncologist the, and then they say, okay, okay, okay. And then they put it in the, in the drawer. Have you read it? Have you had the time to actually look? So, so don't be afraid of change because change is, is the beginning of everything. And, and he might learn a thing or two that might actually save their lives. I learn from every patient I meet. I learn something new. I either implement it on myself or I implement it in the next patient. So listen and don't be afraid of change. Well, that's that's a, a wonderful, th that was your shortest answer. Yes, because I have like, you know, like a dozen other as answers, but <laughs> this is what- You did very well. You did very well, but, but, but absolutely. And, and of course, I love, I love your answer about not being afraid. And I think- you know, courage, boldness um, is is something that I think everyone that I interview on, on on this podcast is is carrying with them, and so no different. Wafe, um, Doctor Abdel Hadi from Egypt, it has been as I knew it would be. 
a wonderful experience talking with you. I'm so glad others will get to hear you and know of you and, and hear about you. And I look forward to the day where you are teaching across the world and spreading the word and you're doing it for, for people like me. So thank you very much for, for your time today. Thank you for having me, Ail, and And I hope that I can hug you really, really soon. I hope so. We save that hug. It's going yes. to be a, big, a very big one when we finally get to meet in person. Absolutely. absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Power of Genetics podcast brought to you by 3x4 Genetics. For more episodes, please visit 3x4genetics.com backslash podcasts.